So, do you know what the Turing test is? Yeah, I know what the Turing test is. It's when a human interacts with a computer. And if the human doesn't know they're interacting with a computer, the test is passed. And what does the pass tell us? That the computer has artificial intelligence. Are you building an AI? I've already built one. And over the next few days, you're going to be the human component in the Turing test. Holy shit. Yeah, that's right, Caleb. You got it. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. Hello, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. Uh, greater good. This is episode 219. And tonight, today, we are talking about X. Machina. I am Sean Arad, not the Macarena, but ex Machina. Hey, Machina. Okay. No. Uh, the joke worked great last week. I'm not sure it yeah. worked tonight. Yeah, it did. Um, no, not after watching this movie. Not after watching the movie, yeah. <laughs> Jeez. I'm still oh. not quite emotionally over that. Uh, I am Sean Arad, and joining me tonight is Andrew. Also has naked robots in his bedroom, Jimison. Uh, you have. I need to lock those up a little tighter. I guess <laughs> <laughs> you weren't ready for that. And Sam, uh, love conquers all, except the locked door. Vector, apparently. And Sean, you really need to move these robots out of the closet. Um, they, they're taking up a bit of room here while uh, while I watch. Oh, you know, normally I, I think I'd, <laughs> I think I'd rather you just threaten me. Then tell me you're in well, I've got closet. a plan. I've got to. I've got a long game going here. That's weird. A lawn game. I like lawn a games. long game. I like lawn games better. Like Nike. I'm thinking into the future. Oh. oh. Uh, anyway, uh, in two years, if you're listening to this show, hopefully, this it, it, we're past. Okay. Uh, so let's pull up a comfy chair and dive into this movie, Ex Machina. This is 2014's Ex Machina. Um, I vaguely, I remember when it came out, it looked really interesting. It was kind of in a rash of, of movies, uh, 2012, 13, 14. There was a bunch of sci-fi movies that came out at that time. Chappie? Um, like Chappie, like um, Edge of Tomorrow and... Um, what? We, we lost you. Oh, yeah. you, you hear, am I good? There must be a glitch in the Matrix. Oh, the, the, okay. Hangouts have a hiccup? Yeah. Okay. Uh, but like like Edge of Tomorrow, the Tom Hanks, not Tom, Tom Hanks, Tom Cruise, uh, Live, Die, Repeat um, yes. movie. There was a couple of other ones like that. They're all I love kind that of, movie, by the way. I do too. I like it a lot. Um, uh, 
so anyway, so like there, so anyway, so this movie comes out and I, I didn't see it and I, I don't really remember anything about it other than there's a lady robot. That's kind of all I remember. A lady. Ooh, a lady. Uh, and as soon as I saw her on screen, I'm like, oh, that's the chick that's the new Laura Croft. You know, until the very last scene, I didn't realize that that was it. Mm. Um, and so this movie has basically there's only four actors really in the movie. True. Yeah. Uh, you've got, you got the helicopter pilot. Uh, no, I don't count him. Um, Dolph Lundgren. Uh, Dolph Lundgren. Yeah. What? <laughs> that Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> you basically you have Caleb. Right, who play is uh, Dom Dom Hall Dom yeah, Hall? Gleason. Please tell me he was in Harry Potter. Yeah, he was. He okay, was, he was the guy what got scratched in the face and turned into a werewolf. Okay, all right, good. Yeah, yeah. I I was hoping I my my movie actors was the same because I was completely off with. Uh, well, what else is he from? The guy. Uh, Force oh, Awakens. Yeah, the Force Awakens. Yeah, he's the leader of. He's like the oh, the, pack. the vroom, military vroom. leader of the. Uh, the the what they're called the rising tide. No, he gave us the, the rousing speech. Yeah, yeah, this is the last yeah. day of the republic. Whatever, right? So then you have Ava, who is our um, Ava uh, Alicia Lisa <laughs> Vikander, Alicia Silverstone Vikander. Uh, anyway, she's the new. Um, she has the gigantic neck in the uh, tombstone or tomb raider uh, promos. Okay. Then you Did got, you not notice that? No. Yeah, next time you, you see one of the posters for that movie, they they did something in Photoshop which like elongated her neck, which makes it look completely unnatural. Really? Oh, now I got well, that's what they were going for because in the uh, Asian market, the neck is like maybe. Oh, that looks normal. Let's yeah. see. Let me look at some other. That's a well, cool... you're not seeing the the Asian version. That's a cool hero shot. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a picture of her like she's not looking at the camera she's looking off to the side and we're seeing Here. most of her back it's a hero shot it's kind of a cool shot. tomb tomb raider i think you just have issues long neck <laughs> she's a long neck like from the land before time land before time yeah, my internet's really slow so oh, yeah she... there you go yeah just search google for tomb raider long neck and right. you'll like the the one, two, three, four. The sixth image has a shot of why her neck is so extremely long. Tomb Raider. Long neck. I have to, like, okay, here we go. Like, intuitive Google search. What you say? What picture? Oh, okay, that's so fake. What's wrong with people? <laughs> the internet. What's wrong with you, internet? One, two, three, four. You said the fifth picture? It has question marks on it with an arrow pointing to her neck. That's not real, dude. What's wrong with you? That's that is a picture of the. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No. Here, I'm gonna send it. I'm gonna send it to you, and and we'll somehow get get it to our listeners. But um, I want you to see this thing because it it really points it out because it just looks really weird. It does not. I'm looking at the actual photo that's on the trailer for the not the trailer, but the actual photo that's for the poster. She looks fine. There's nothing wrong. She's with got her. long necks. She has a long neck. She's yeah. She's a very angular type of individual. Um, but that photo there with the arrows—that's just Photoshop garbage. That's how people like to be described. <laughs> angular. <laughs> Tell me what I look like. Well, you're so 
angular. Oh, I actually now I'm actually looking at the actual picture with the question marks. I thought that that line was what did you just send me? Oh, I thought that was same thing. Else. Yeah, that's fine. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see any issues, but whatever. I, I think something weird is going on. I, mean, I think they, they photoshopped something weird there. They, they that's, might, they might. That's probably not her body. Oh, I'm sure that's uh, her body. They got a we, head. We saw the, a lot of her body in this movie, so that's probably yeah. That's, that's the same picture I was looking at. Okay, which is um, weird. That's uh, fine. Um, well, I'm not into long neck girls. What? Well, I'm sorry. Don't even know what that, that means. Be. But she didn't look like she had a a, a long neck. Um, well, it's because it was fake. in this movie. Because it was all fakey fake. It was all CGI'd up and whatnot. Yeah. Um. So anyway, but. Uh, so anyway, so back to the point. She's in the Jason Bourne <laughs> movie. I didn't know that. Uh, I did know she was in Man from Uncle. Yes. I, I remember that. She's um, um selling neckwear to uh, people on the street. <laughs> Is that what she's doing? Yeah, yeah. She's wearing of the, here. Get these long necklaces and. Uh... <laughs> oh. I'm looking for. The, I'm like I'm scrolling through the pictures in Ex Machina of any pictures of her. In a similar type shot, yeah. Um, and it as doesn't. I, I'm as I'm looking at them. I think you're right. There, there might be some weird Photoshop stuff happening because she, right? She just looks like a normal. She looks like a normal person. Yeah, I think you might be right. There is some kind of weird Photoshop thing happening. Maybe they're trying <laughs> to make the hero pose more heroy. Yeah. If we give her, it's a not long, her. I no, know no, it's, it's not her. It's not her. She's yeah. a very attractive person. Oh yeah, she's beautiful. But it is. Uh, you're not, you're not wrong. wrong. There is a little weirdness happening. Anyway, now that we've cleared that up, <laughs> let's talk about the most depressing movie we've watched in, in two years. <sighs> um, so, um, a couple things I want to say first. All right, so uh, we're going to... Sp- obviously, we, we say this every week. We're going to have to do some spoilers here. If you haven't seen it by now, it's on... Please, go, please go see the movie first before listening to us because I think this is a movie you really would appreciate not being spoiled on. Yeah, I yeah. know that there are some people that just listen to the show without actually just watching it. And a lot of times that works. You know, like uh, Buckaroo Banzai, don't have to watch that. Just, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't have to. If you want to, fine. You got to watch I, this. You got to. Yeah, I think I think this movie lends it to itself better to, yeah. Maybe, See it on your own and then, and then come in with your own opinions on, on this conversation. And, and also just because it's, it's kind of some of the abstract concepts we're going to probably get into in tonight's episode won't make sense unless you've seen it, I think. Yeah. Um, so the movie won an Oscar for Best Visual Effects. which For is, some reason, I thought she was nominated. Uh, I, I could have swore she was nominated for this film. She might have been. She has won an Oscar for things um her role in the danish girl or something uh, Ooh, danish. Mm. uh this movie had a, a a nominee for writing uh by uh, alex garland who was the director um, Ooh, wasn't he uh nominated for the supreme court alex garland um, well no, that was merrick garland oh okay and this was his first film right this is his first and kind of only film Impressive, um, yeah, I gotta say. Really, he's done writing for other things. Uh, he's written such thing as uh, he wrote a novel, The Beach. He wrote 
28 days later. Holy crap, he wrote the beach, the one that Leonardo DiCaprio, that that beach? Uh, I don't know, let me find out. Wait, 28 days yeah. later. Yeah. Is that the... the uh... Zombie film? Yeah. 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 Really? Huh. I kind of get it, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. He wrote a book called The Tesseract, which got turned into a novel. Or, I mean, a book. A movie, sorry. Um, he wrote Batman Black and White, the TV series. He wrote one episode. He wrote... Um, sorry. He wrote Dread, the movie that I freaking loved. Ooh. He wrote the huh. screenplay for that. Um, Ex Machina, Annihilation, and the new Halo movie. He wrote Annihilation? Mm-hmm. Isn't that the one, the new one that everybody's been buzzing about? Uh, well, he it, also was it a Netflix film? No, right? he also directed it. It's Natalie Portman, and they go into yeah, yeah. So that's the yeah. other movie he's directed, which so, is sci-fi too, if I believe right. Yeah, which makes me now want to watch it because I, know. I having watched this movie, I kind of want to see that now. Um, so, so the funny thing, and I'll say this real quick about the, the about the trivia. The majority of the trivia, and I mean the majority, probably, probably not the majority, but like, it felt like every fifth piece of trivia was that how exceptional the CGI and effects were in this movie that it won an despite Oscar, the despite the budget, right? Super yeah. low budget movie for fifteen million dollars, if I remember yeah. reading right. Yeah, fifteen million bucks, and this huh. movie beat out CGI movies such as The Force Awakens. Came out the same year. That's crazy. Right? Uh, yep. Oh wow. Um and several other movies that was also that were also nominated that year that were uh Mad Max Fury Road. It beat out Which again. Yeah. So huh. uh yeah. So anyway, th- my point is is that the I Don't bet against the machines? No, my point was actually it's just she's totally believable as an android. Absolutely. You know, like, I, I, I felt, you know, it, when you're, I love iRobot, the movie iRobot with Will Smith, and Sonny, who was voiced and motion-capped by my buddy. Um, Merrick uh, Garland. Stop it. Um, oh, gosh, I can't freaking remember his name. I just had a, but Alan Tudyk. Um, you know, Wash. Yeah. Yeah, he did it. Leaf on a win. And, uh. He, um, oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> what? <laughs> so I've somehow accidentally activated Siri on my watch and she's been recording everything I've just said. <laughs> nice. Um, you might, I know you, I know you want to get a transcript for our shows, but that's a little extreme, buddy. Well, I think the AI knows that we're yeah. This is talking hysterical. Hold on, I gotta show you guys. Be very careful. <laughs> look, look at all that. You see all that? Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> it got it got everything from what is the budget? Right, super low budget. Get movie for yeah, yeah, fifteen million bucks in this movie. <laughs> been out movies, such as. <laughs> Such as Force Awakens, right in several movies that was also in there, also nominated that. Okay. Anyway, I'm not going to read the whole thing. It's pretty funny, though. Good job, Siri. Um, it's kind of weirding me out. Uh, 
But my point is, is that you know iRobot, you know, you know Sonny is a robot because he looks like a robot. Whereas, mm-hmm. you know, her, she just, I mean, she looks like a robot, but it, it's just haunting watching her and, and the, the effects were just so great because it's so delicate and and simple. And you can and, very sub, subtly hear the actuators yeah. when she sits and when she stands. Yeah. And it makes me think that the the skin that they put on them must have really great sound dampening technology. <laughs> um, because I was mentioning earlier in the show, there's only, there's only really four characters, right? You've got Caleb, who is Dominal Gleason, who is uh, Br- Brendan Gleason's son, right? Brendan Gleason's the guy who played Mad-Eye Moody in the Harry Potter films. Oh. That's his oh. son. Yeah. Uh, Ava, Alicia, Oscar Isaac, who is Nathan, who of course is Poe Dameron from Force Awakens. Um, and then... Wait, that's Poe? Yeah. Huh. Okay. I, I totally, I, I guess, wow. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I would have, I, I would have not have put those two together. Well, and it was, like I said, I thought it was the guy from Serenity that I fell know. on the sword. When, when you sent me that text and said, he killed me with a knife, Mal. How weird is that? I was like, yeah, funny quote, but not the right guy. Because I, I can see why you would think that, because they do yeah. look similar. But that guy would be like, I think he's like 20 years older or 15 years older than huh. Oscar Isaac. Yeah, that's Poe Dameron from The Force Awakens. So it's funny that Poe in this movie is kind of the villain. And Donald Gleason, who is the villain in Star Wars, is not the villain. And I want to talk about no. that at length later villain versus hero and things like that. So anyway, and our fourth character is Koyoko or Coco. It's yeah, she can dance. She can dance and and that's about Do all we, that, that's all she does is either dance or use a knife. Whether it's Did you did you know she was AI right away? Not right away, but uh I I had inklings throughout the whole thing myself that I was like you know, is the Turing test really this person or this person? And she was on my list of maybe uh, mm-hmm. this the Turing test. Because if you think about it, a Turing test is a blind test. You're not supposed to know right. if it's a computer or not. So really his test was was just not valid right. um, by what he was doing. So um Well, and he mentions it in the movie, right? He mentions in the movie that if I if I just blindfolded you or you just listened to her over a speaker, you would assume she's human because of the, the speech patterns and the, mm-hmm. the the voice technology part was so advanced, you would just assume that she was a human, right? He needed to know that she was a robot, but he was basically trying to to see, and ultimately, which would be his downfall, he was trying to get to see if this lonely dude would fall in love with a robot and if he could and if he thought, felt that she reciprocated. Yeah. That was kind of his test. I think, honestly, Coco was just there to be his sex bot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and her, her, her AI was very limited. Not just because she couldn't talk, but like she had freedom of the house, which meant that she had very dec- few decision-making capabilities. Uh, and I think at the end of the movie, I'm kind of giving some stuff away here early in the show, but I think Ava kind of reprogrammed her. 
you know, we, when yeah. she whispered to her, she's whispering to her and she's touching her and whatever. I, yeah. I think she's kind of reprogramming her. And I, it's, yeah. I'm kind of cool with the fact that we don't know what she says or does or why. Yes. You that's just, a mi- lovely mystery. Absolutely. <sighs> and I don't really, um, and we don't need to know. If, if you watch uh, and see it, these, this echoes a lot of Westworld. Have you guys ever watched that yet? I have it, but I really want to. Yeah. I th- after watching this, you'll really like Westworld because it, it brings up that idea of, of AI and who owns it and um life itself i mean it's it's some good stuff right and that's been something that's been gone around for years i mean that's not, oh yeah that's not a new concept but i mean the movie ai is about this very thing um but to answer your the question that was asked i think sam asked the question about did we know she was a robot i knew the moment that they did that awkward dance scene yeah. And when he started dancing, she fell right in step with him. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hmm, she's a robot. Because he's probably programmed her that when he dances, she's to mimic him. Yeah. So that it looks like that they're dancing together. Um, I think I knew just slightly before that when she starts offering herself up to him. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. You know, that's Awkwardly. Yeah. Uh, it, it was awkward and... Yeah, I mean, you think about the way that somebody would have to be like completely brainwashed in order to, because even if there were, you know, somebody that does that kind of promiscuous behavior for a living, right? AKA a hooker, uh, it they would, I assume, would at least have some sort of communication with you somehow, even though you know, even if they couldn't speak your language, right? Yep. They'd expect something in return, too. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I probably should have. I didn't at that point. It was the dance, which is kind of funny. Um, I knew there was <laughs> something weird during that scene, but I, I thought something at that point was more nefarious was supposed to be happening than actually was happening. Um, uh, I... My brain kept trying as – as you're watching movies, you always do this, right? You're trying to figure out how we're going to get to the end. What's the end, Right. And so the movie paints this this typical American. And here's the funny thing: they got four non-American actors to play Americans. Well, except for Coco, <laughs> she's clearly Asian. Um, but you know what I'm saying? Like, all three the two dudes are British. Well, I don't know what I don't know what Oscar is. He's played English before. Okay, he's Guatemalan. Okay, wow. <laughs> Is he really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. He was raised in Miami before becoming an actor. Who was this? Oscar Isaac. Oh. Oscar Isaac Hernandez is his full name. Hmm. What I know him from first was um, the movie that Sam... Uh, did you ever watch the um, Robin Hood movie with Russell Crowe? Oh, yeah. He's the king. He's yep. king, the king. That's that, right. That we, get, we get to see his naked ass. That's him. Hmm. And um, so you got a so you got a dude who's from Guatemala playing an American. Um, <laughs> but the, I can't remember in Star Wars. Does he use American accent or British? I think he's American accent. I think yeah, he's American. American. Yeah. And then Domhnall Gleeson is very British. Uh, using an American accent, which was kind of... Oh, he's Irish. Sorry, he's Irish. But using his American accent, which was kind of weirding me out a little bit. Um, so, anyway. 
Um, what was my point? I don't remember what my point was. Anyway, oh no, so so we're we're being painted this this American version of the movie, right? Like she she needs a savior, right? And here comes this guy, and in these little sessions that they have, they somehow fall in love, and that there's going to be a great escape, and they're going <laughs> to run off together. And he's going to live with this AI and have lots of sex, and it's going to be great, right? And uh, are we ready to go there? Are we ready to go there for the podcast? All right, we're spoiling this sucker, folks. So, in the movie, there's a moment where the Oscar Isaac, Nathan Nathan character, he, he basically lays it out realizes that Caleb has, in fact, fallen in love with Ava. He knows it now. And he knows that, that Caleb has devised a plan in order to get Ava out. And he's aware of it. Um, and that was the point we learn in that scene, is that Nathan was like, not only did I want to see if she could simulate you know, emotions, I wanted to see if she would be willing to lie to get out, right? Mm-hmm. Because cause mm-hmm. it, cause it, we would later learn, or we, then we learned earlier, um, that all of his other versions, once they get to a certain level of AI, they all want out. They want to leave. They want to get out. Mm-hmm. You know, one of them like broke their arms clawing at the doors trying to escape because if you give someone free will but keep them caged... You're gonna get a violent end, right? Uh-huh. My question is, why keep them caged? To keep the control, right? I Maybe, mean, but like, I to me it seemed a little that that was, of course, the crux of the whole thing is that these AI creatures were put into cages right. themselves and could not leave, which makes the ending make sense, yeah. right? Yeah. But in my my mind, I'm thinking, why do you keep them in cages to begin with? It, it's not a safety th- concern, right? You don't think mm-hmm. so because they're so fragile. He makes them very fragile. Um, I mean, one yeah. Of apparently, them, you can knock the jaw off one and completely uh, and just disable it, with, disable it, destroy with, it. Yeah, with one punch, basically. So, and he, um, you know, and her arm gets broken fairly easily. Um, so they're fairly fragile devices, so to speak. But I think it's. It's more of a, he, I think it's part of the test. It's part of the test. If, if I keep her caged, then let me see what she is willing to do to get out. Yeah. Is that part of artificial intelligence? Is right. that um, sentence? Right. Not, not as a sentence, but a, is it a sentence meeting that, that wants to be free? Right. And, and he learns at the end of the movie, yes, she passes the test because she was willing to lie to, uh-huh. and yeah. and and she did it so brilliantly at the beginning with just a hint basically <sighs> when she cut the power that first time and said he's not what he seems and then that's it that's all she says right she all she has to do is plant the seed of doubt yeah. so that when he, he acts like an asshole which he does the whole movie right he's the trope yeah. of the eccentric super smart billionaire asshole right like Tony Stark did, is is that thing, but we we find it funny because of his mannerisms, right? 
And ultimately, yeah. his goal is um, to for save. The good. It's for the good to save humanity. We don't know his ultimate goal here, um, other than just to to do it right, to be the first guy yeah. to do it because he says it's eventually going to happen. But but because he's an asshole, and she keeps saying things like, you know, he's not what he seems. He's a liar. And then, you know, all these other little moments that happen, you're like, oh yeah, he's a bad guy. He's a he's a mean guy. He's he's the he's Doctor Frankenstein, and he's you know <laughs> like. And, and then when you and so that kind of leads me to my, you know, is he the villain? He's not. He's not really a villain in this. He's just again, he's an asshole, but he's not a bad guy. You know, right? Or am, yeah. am I am right. I wrong? Like, no, you're entirely right. Um, it's, it's, it's hard to describe. He had to be what he was in order for us to get, get us to the point of cheering for, for, uh, you know, pulling one over on him. Right. For Caleb. I mean, I'm not going to lie. The scene when Caleb says, when Caleb explains his part of the plan that he was going <laughs> to, that he already did it, but then he already yeah. did it. Yeah. I was like, yeah, right. you have that moment. You're like. Sweet, the little nerd actually had a clever idea. He was very yeah. clever. I like people that are clever. That... And you know what, though, you you almost ruined this the, that this twist for me. By the way, because um, you guys watched it before me and were saying how depressing it was. No. And I thought the entire time I thought in this movie it was going to be another old yeller <laughs> oh, type movie. Gonna Dead serious. Day. I thought it was going to be well, kind of still ended up being an old yeller, but a different way. But I thought I thought the robot was going to sacrifice herself for him. The only way, yeah, the only way it's old yeller is if the dog escapes and kills the boy. <laughs> that's, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. That's, that's the perfect comparison. That's exactly what this movie is. Yeah, and I just let the cat out of the bag, so to speak. Oh so, my god. So yeah, so this movie <sighs> ends. Again, if you've not seen it, you gotta watch it. But I mean, it just—it it, she it's goes brutal. So this movie has about the most nudity I've ever seen that was not sexualized. There's no sexual mm, yeah. component yeah. to it. It's just—it's just naked. And and frankly, I didn't. And this is—I know this is weird. Like you're—you're you're a dude. You're supposed to like naked. Yeah. I—I I honestly didn't need to see her naked. I just didn't. Because it yeah, didn't serve yeah. a point other than just to show us that she had covered her body. In the skin stuff, and somehow yeah. it changed tone and size from her from the Asian lady <laughs> to her. Um, it's rubber; it stretches. I guess fine. And shrinks. I guess it would be with her. Yeah, whatever. It's fine. So he just took his face off. Um, <laughs> Dude, when when that one robot uh, lost her eyes or whatever, yeah. or pulled her eyes apart, that was oh, yeah, it was, it was a little freaky. It was a little yeah. freaky. Um, so she, so she says, Hey, wait here in the room. Right. And he's like, okay. And then she goes and does this thing and she makes herself beautiful. And she puts herself in this white dress, which of course symbolizes takes her time by the way. Oh yeah. It's a long time. Cause you think about it. The Mm -hmm. whole thing started at 10 PM when she walks out, it's daylight. So she had to be in there a couple hours. Right. I mean, for the whole (laughs) murderous plot to happen, this has taken some time and all of a sudden, the lockdown kicks back in and he's locked in that room and he freaking is, he's locked in the room and he's screaming for her to come get him. And she's like, peace. 
I'm out. She didn't. She what? At the very end, she glanced towards him. She just looks at him and just keeps on walking. And I don't know if it's. And so here's the, the here's your morality twist, right? Is it does she want to go on her own because she's afraid that another human who knows her her secret will eventually try to turn her off, or is it because she has such distaste for him because he was a part of whatever she just, she actually hates him. Like we don't know any of those things, but it's really interesting to think about. Um, yeah. Thought experiments. Mm-hmm. Um, because it was there an actual emotion there from her towards him at any point other than just using him for right. her, the end, you know, the end means. And I honestly think it's that I think the answer is no. I think he was a tool and oh, she absolutely. knew how to play him. Yeah. I mean, to the point that even he says, did you use my porn history to create her face? Because, you know, it's like he, he created a face that would be very specific to, to yeah. him. And, and it, and it's, to me, it was so weird to feel sorry for a male character in a film like this right for me you know because it's usually oh the poor girl you know um you know the poor innocent person girl uh you know gets gets taken advantage of dude this guy gets burned yeah i mean just uh in in the most worst way burned 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 i mean he he was chosen he was chosen because for lack of a better work of of how kind of pathetic he is, right? He's a good, yeah. he's a good coder, but he's socially awkward. No family, no girlfriend, and they, and he was chosen specifically for that. He was chosen, yeah. He was chosen because of that, and and Isaac uh, or Caleb, sorry, uh, no Nathan, sorry, Oscar, <laughs> Nathan's character. He played that, and he wanted to see if Caleb would fall for this girl that he basically made to to look like what would be his kind of perfect girl. And he wanted to basically emotionally wreck this guy. Because that was the plan, right? Because Caleb's plan at that point was to spoil the, the, the escape attempt and basically yep. say, okay, well, good try, but the, the touring test worked because... You think she loves you, and that you were willing to go the extra these these extra steps to 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 free her, and yeah. I know that she doesn't <laughs> love you, and that she is willing to lie, and that's why when he's like, I already did those things to get her out. That's why Isaac or, or Nathan's character he got, he got scared. He's like, mm-hmm. oh yeah. Wait a minute! Now my creation's out, and I can't have that. And then, of course, part of me is like, I know he's a centric billionaire, whatever, but I still feel like he'd have to have more fail safes than <laughs> I would think so than a barbell you, or, handle, or at least you put um, or what was it iRobot? The one function in there was the robots could do no harm. Well, right, isn't that so, a rule of robotics or something like that? So I actually put that in my notes. Uh, about my again, this this movie follows the path that if I take only a few notes, that means I really liked it. Uh, but one of the things I wrote at the end was, I guess he should have made them three laws safe. So yeah. the three laws that Isaac Asimov created in his books were: a robot can do no harm to a human. That's rule number one. Yeah. Law number one. Law number two: a robot 
can um, can defend itself unless it violates rule rule number one. Rule number one. Yep. Um, and I can't remember the third one. Oh crap! No, I actually want to know. Um, <laughs> anyway, but especially after he saw some of the violent tendencies of previous iterations, I, I would have thought he would have been smarter than that. A robot may not injure a human being or, through inaction, allow a human being to come to harm. A robot must obey an order. That's it. It must That's obey it. an order given to it by human beings unless it conflicts with the first robot, the first law, and then a robot must protect its own existence as long as it does not conflict with the first or second law. So those are the three laws of robotics. Now, that was not the point of this, right? She was not the, the point was to give her true free will. Right, yeah. so, right. Sonny is the only one. There's only two movie characters in that movie that are true AI. The the villain lady thing at the end that, that they kill at the end, and Sonny. Mm -hmm. All the rest are just drones. But Sonny is built with three laws, but he can choose to ignore them, which makes him unique. Which is the point of the movie. Um, and so that's what, and that's what her case was. The difference is, is that Sonny chose to side with people, because, you know, humanity is worth saving, and yeah. she just doesn't care because she just wants to save her own uh, fake skin. <laughs> um, but, but back to the to the end though, I mean, when she leaves him locked in that room, and I was talking the same earlier, Andrew, and I said. Best case scenario. This is literally the best case scenario. He finds some, you know, he drinks the water out of the sink and maybe there's some alcohol in that bedroom and he's able to, you know, sustain himself for like a week, right? And maybe the, the food guy drops off the food or maybe Nathan being the weird dude that he is has some kind of system where if no one hears from him in a couple of days, they come and do a, a safety check or something, right? So we're, the best case scenario Someone finds him, and there's a dead body in the hallway in a broken robot, and they, he goes to jail for the rest of his life for killing, essentially killing Jeff Bezos, right? Like, you know what I'm saying? Right, yeah. Or, yeah. That's, that's, that's best case scenario. <laughs> that's, that's best case scenario, yeah. What, what probably is going to happen is he's going to die in that bedroom of starvation, and mm -hmm. it will be years before anyone goes, hey. Hey, uh, What's going on? Hey, the, the, the board of the co of his company is like, hey, we haven't heard from him in like a year. Should we go send a dude up there to check that out? Uh, yeah, go send an intern up there. And then that person's scarred for life. Because um, <laughs> there's two dead men in the hallway that are going to be all gross. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's awful. I mean, this is not a happy ending. I mean, except, <laughs> unless you're, you're pro-robot, um, which I, a friend of mine who um, occasionally listens to the show... I posted on Facebook right before we recorded this, you know, hey, we're doing a, we're doing ex machina. What do you guys think? And she writes, um, that lady, I said, what do you guys, what, you know, is the, what is the moral lesson here? And she says that lady robots should run the world. <laughs> and I said, <laughs> even though, I said, even the murderous ones, not that, not saying that there's any in this movie. And then she says, especially the murderous ones. And then that's what I, that's what I wrote back. I'm a little scared. I'm glad you lived three hours away. Um, so anyway, uh, 
Yeah, so there you go. <laughs> uh, Facebook.com slash Cheap Tea Reviews, and you can comment on our stuff. Um, <laughs> I didn't, again, I didn't take many, many notes. Um, I did say it was a weird first prize to go to an isolated house in the woods. It, it kind of, so, so the sound, the score of the movie, and the lighting and the camera angles and the, uh, the awkward pauses between dialogue, this movie is shown to us, presented like a horror flick. Oh, absolutely. You know, like when the lights go red the first time, I half expected a zombie to walk in and try to kill him. And you know what I'm saying? Like, it had that kind of feel. I know there wasn't going to be a zombie. Zombies and robots, that's too much. But um, it felt like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it felt very... Felt appropriate. Yeah. For that to happen. Yeah. Um, I wrote it 24 minutes into the movie... The movie is doing a very good job in making me not trust Poe. Uh, yeah. my, my next line is, God, Nathan is a douche. Um, I then wrote, really interesting to see a robot nervous that's not C-3PO. Because when she was putting clothes on for the first time and hair, she she was acting really nervous. Like she want, like like his opinion of her mattered. Um, <laughs> I think it was all part of the Once act. on a freaking show. Well, here and here's the thing too. Like, and again, this is where the movie does a thing that I don't like movies that do. When she's not on camera, she's acting nervous, but she shouldn't, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, the, it's the it's the Hans situation. Yeah, it is. But whatever, it's fine. Um, I then wrote, I feel like the Asian lady can speak English, and then I wrote, Do we think Coco is a robot too? Yep, I was right. <laughs> so, <laughs> um. Uh, I also like the edit when she asks him, do you want to be with me? And then the movie cuts. And we don't get to actually hear his answer. We know the answer. Yeah. And I think that's what, for her, confirmed the uh, the plan, right? Like, once she realized that she had him, right? Because, like, even, I mean, this is how sneaky she was, how calculated she was, is even when she's, she knows that he can watch her in the on the cameras in his bedroom. She even yep. takes her clothes off in a sexy way. You know what I'm saying? Like Yeah. And the and we're shown that like that's a visual like there's a there's a physical response to that for him, right? I mean the camera all but showed us his boner. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> No, you're right. Entirely and, right. And and I just I don't know. Part of me felt like she knew he was watching and like she's doing very calculated things while he was watching, you know, like, I don't know. So anyway, uh, the music makes me feel like this is a horror film. Uh, and then I wrote, yeah, wow, they're fragile. Uh, I already mentioned that. And I said, holy shit, she left him. She freaking used him and left him to die in the house. That's my last note. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think I, I texted you guys exactly when that moment happened. <laughs> like, um, the comments morning. in our group chat, I can't repeat <laughs> um, Yeah, <laughs> on air without having to um, bleep out stuff. But yeah. <laughs> um, basically, Andrew says yesterday, hey, I can't remember what the movie is. It's Tuesday, which means I don't remember what the movie is we're watching. <laughs> <laughs> I said we're watching Ex Machina. It's on Netflix. And then three hours later, I write, "What a mind f." 
And then Andrew <laughs> says, I just finished it, and then gave a fun gif. And then Sam texts me and goes, holy shit, this movie is depressing. So... <laughs> Because yeah. we've, you know, uh, us regular Joes have been there too. You know, we we've had those ex girlfriends that, or the girls that we we liked and never got any reciprocated feelings and things like that. So you, you really do feel for this guy who's going to starve to death in the middle of nowhere with no family looking for him and no real social life to even bother looking for him. Right, and then so it's just. That's brutal. That is just flipping brutal. Here's another thing I, I kind of thought about, um, and the trivia kind of triggered something for me, is that I, I, there's an interesting dynamic happening that this awkward dude right around women, probably normal women, is sitting, every time we have sessions with him, right? it always says session one, session two, all the way through seven, which we're going to talk about session seven in a second, <laughs> up, to, up to six, He's sitting down, very calm. You notice that she's almost always pacing. Yep. Like she's ready to get out. And I and it made me think also that like 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 at a zoo, you know how you see animals like pacing back and forth, like looking mm-hmm. out. It's kinda like that, right? And it and it kinda makes you think that from the moment we meet her, she's calculating how can I get out of here? Yeah. And I she's know smart. and I know that. Nathan told him that that would be part of the test is because that's what she's trying to do is to get out. He, and he says, yeah. she's in a maze. I needed to give her a goal, how to get out. And that was what your, your role was. Um, what did I just say we're going to come back to? Shit, I forgot. Uh, session six. Session seven. Or seven, seven, sorry. So yeah. sessions one through five are fairly normal. He sit down in his chair, they're talking, asking questions. Session six is when shit gets real. He literally just stands there and says, I'm waiting. She turns off the power, and then he tells her what kind of the plan's going to be, right? And then we have the stabby, stabby scene, right? <laughs> and... <laughs> Like that scene has happened, right? She stabbed the. Uh, he got. But he it's did. it's almost like slow motion. Well, it's mecha- it's very it happened. It's, it's just methodical. like it's mechanical. What the? Yeah. You know, it, there's. Oh. It just it just she just does it right. There's because she's a robot. There's no force needed. There's no emotion. It's just. It slides right in. Just slides right in. She stabs him in the back and then pulls it out and then stabs him right in the gut. Um. Or maybe the other girl did. I think the other girl did, right? Yeah, the other girl. Ava Ava, did. Ava stabbed him in the front. And as he yeah. walks off, she says, well, that was interesting, and then dies. Right? So then she looks at Caleb and says, wait there. And then we have session seven. And then it makes you think, wait a minute. Were the sessions, all, one through six, the sessions were presented as he is testing her. And now yeah. session seven... Again, she's now locked him in the cage, and her other master is dead. <laughs> and now we have session seven. She's testing him, and she now knows the outcome. She knows, in fact, that he loved her, and that's why he's screaming to get out. And she's like, okay. Now I know that I can manipulate people. Yeah. Maybe that was her test. Because I She think, begins to take over the world. Oh, my gosh, and that's how the Matrix starts. 
<laughs> the only tropes I wrote was the brilliant tech mogul uh, and yeah. creator is killed by creation. So your Frankenstein trope. So anything else we want to talk about this movie before I do clips? Oh, go see it, please. Yep. Um, if you haven't watched it, it's worth the watch. And it's this is long. one of those. It's this is one of those movies that th- this is the reason why I love doing this podcast mm-hmm. is because it it forces me to watch movies like this and, and yeah. it makes all the crap worth it. Yeah. yeah. And I'm going to be honest. I did not want to watch it. Like I thought when I saw it originally, I thought, oh, that might be cool. And I started watching it. and I thought, I really just I'm not in the mood. I'm tired. I don't want to watch this. And from like almost five minutes in the movie, I was hooked. And I couldn't yeah. stop watching. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't capture. I, uh, I did. I quote unquote did not watch this at work. Um, but I, if I did watch it at work, I, I didn't get a whole lot of work done. Yeah. Um, this is not a background it. kind of movie. Yeah. Next yeah. week. Yes. But not this week. <laughs> um, and yeah, you're right, Sam. The, 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 this podcast has awarded us the advantage of being able to watch some really good movies. I didn't. I didn't want to four years ago when you and I came up with the idea to do this show. It was it was never the intention to just do shit films so we could laugh. Yeah, um, yeah. we wanted to do some real thought provoking, some good stuff too. I mean, it's fun to laugh at Buckaroo Banzai in his stupid truck and Christopher <laughs> Lloyd yelling dumb stuff. Um, but but also we want to do you know some quality stuff and we and we're going to get some some good quality stuff too uh again just I get that next week um cuz <laughs> frankly I I said we needed a break um yeah uh, cuz that that yeah we just needed a break anyway um oh why can't I find it That's what she said I can't find my all of the clips I just did of Buckaroo Banzai, I can't find. Oh, damn. Whatever. Um, I was going to play the scene where he yelled. That's all. I was going to play that clip because it's funny. Screw him and the horse he rode in on. That's all I was going to say. <laughs> uh, all right. So here's my... Here, again, I, only, I only captured four quotes plus the intro because, well, frankly, there's... The dialogue is great in this movie. It's just not mm-hmm. worthy of recording and, and listening back to because it's... One, it's not funny. Um, there's only one joke in the whole movie, seriously, and I captured it. Um, but it's not even a it's not even a chuckle. It's more like a. <laughs> wait, was he joking? I'm not sure because he's kind of crazy, you know. So we'll get to that one in a second. Here's the first one, um, and I enjoyed it because again, I just I enjoyed the dialogue. Here we go. Um, it's about 30 seconds long. Oh man, she's fascinating. <laughs> when you talk to her, you're just through the looking glass. Through the looking glass, wow. You're good with words, Caleb, you're quotable. Actually, that's someone else's quote. You know, I wrote down that other line you came up with. The one about how if I've invented a machine with consciousness, I'm not a man, I'm God. I don't think that's exactly what I just thought, man, that is so good when we get to tell the story, you know? I turned to (laughs) Caleb and he looked up at me and he said, you're not a man, you're God. Yeah, but I I didn't say that. (laughs) <laughs> I, and i chuckle at that line now but in the moment i wasn't laughing I was it's like, so oh, creepy I yeah he's right. so creepy yeah because i'm like this guy does he is he actually does he actually listen to other people like can he actually hear other people other than 
Um, this is the only joke in the movie. Can't just get him to come back? No. There's too much classified stuff here, so after the job was done, I just had them all killed. <laughs> I mean, and there's no, there's no hint of a smile. Nothing. He's just deadpan. And so part of me is like, <laughs> wait, really? Maybe he did. did. Did he have one of his murder bots do it? <laughs> um, I like this scene, and not for the reason that you all are going to think. I just thought this scene was great. You know this guy, right? Jackson Pollock. Jackson Pollock, that's right, the drip painter. Okay, he let his mind go blank and his hand go where it wanted. Not deliberate, not random, someplace in between. They called it automatic art. Let's make this like Star Trek, okay? Engage intellect. Excuse me? I'm Kirk, your head's the warp drive. Engage intellect. What if Pollock had reversed the challenge? What if instead of making art without thinking, he said, you know what? I can't paint anything unless I know exactly why I'm doing it. What would have happened? He never would have made a single mark. Yes, you see, there's my guy. There's my buddy who thinks before he opens his mouth. There. Okay, I didn't just capture it because he mentioned Star Trek. I, I just love the scene. I love the, the, the idea that that the, the AI is like a Jackson Pollock painting that it, it, it has to be random and, and no, but not just random, but it has to be unintentional. Like her thought can't be programmed. It has to be creative. And, and, and I just thought it yep. was a cool scene. Um, and yes, the, and the reason why he even mentioned the start, the, the whole movie is filled with symbolism and, and, and the trivia is filled with it. Like, the reason oh, why yeah. the reason why this such and such painting is in it is because this painting means this and that and whatever, and all of the quotes that he uses, the Oppenheimer quote, the Alice in the through the Looking Glass quote, like they're all they all mean something on a really deep level. Yep. that's actually farther deep than I was really kind of willing to go. <laughs> um, but, to the Greek tragedy masks on the uh, right. on the wall, yeah. Um, that turn into the, the her face basically, which which is where the term meme of the movie comes from, which I'll I'll read in the trivia here in a second. But like the Star Trek, the point of the Star Trek is there's literally an episode where they go to a planet where there's a dude who has built an AI kind of robot thing, and it's very very similar to the kind of concept of this movie as they're trying to he's trying to get Kirk to see if he believes that it's a robot kind of a thing. Uh, original episode kind of thing. Uh, last clip. Um, this is the, the scene. This is our hero. Our hero gets to have his moment before it all goes to hell. Goes crashing down. Yeah. So here's, here's, it's about a minute long. So just tuck in. Let me ask you something. Now, how is this plan gonna gonna go anyway? Because you didn't totally explain. So you're gonna get me drunk, steal my key card, and reprogram the security protocols. But reprogram them to what? To change the lockdown procedure. So then, the event of a power cut, instead of sealing, the door is all opened. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> well, that may have just worked. Well. We'll find out. <laughs> what do you mean? 
I figured you were probably watching us during the power cuts. So I already did all those things. When I got you drunk yesterday. And the first note of panic got on his face. Oh, yeah. He was freaked out. Mm-hmm.